deep sigh, huh? It's so funny. I I, uh, I started the beginning of that last episode, the beginning of this year, with so much optimism. <laughs> so much optimism. And I had the nerve, I had the audacity to say, I am not going to be, I'm going to try to not be political this year. I, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, literally two days after recording that episode, um, the insurrection at the Capitol happened. And... <laughs> I just, I just completely just like floored, floored, drained, exhausted, tired, appalled, a little amused, amazed, disgusted, disrought. I mean, I don't just all of these things, you know. And I and I wanted to take my time to record this episode because. Just nothing in the history of this country has ever happened like this, where where a sitting U.S. president led a coup attempt, sent his followers, rallied them up, and then his representatives as well rallied his Supporters, knowing that a lot of his supporters are police officers, knowing that a lot of his supporters are veterans, which, by the way, is exactly what Hitler did. And for the last four years, people have been, myself included, likening this guy to Adolf Hitler, repeatedly saying this guy has taken a page from Adolf Hitler's fucking playbook and I know I said I wasn't gonna cuss but then all this shit happens and here we are here the fuck we are I have said Mein Kampf should never have been banned because through reading a book like that to learning this about a guy like Adolf Hitler when people attempt to use his tactics as Trump has repeatedly done if the general public had been educated about Hitler properly, not just he was just this horrible, shitty human being and that's that and all these movies or whatever, but like really saying like, these are the tactics that he used. This is why it works. This is the psychology of why it works. You know, repeating the big lie, victimizing person or victimizing a group and then just repeating that they are blaming them for everything over and over and over again. Uh, <laughs> then I don't know if maybe he would have been able to go this far. We want to sit back and say, okay, who is who can we blame? Who can we blame? And on, honestly, I don't even know if it's this is really the time for that because you only look for blame after something has happened. We're, we're in the midst of the happening. It's still occurring. Like it's still, Trump is going to Alamo, Texas on Tuesday. Trump speaks to his followers in code. His followers are alt-right, far-right, conspiracy theories, theorists, insane, delusional people who follow this cult, this Q cult. And so any little thing he does, they analyze and they break it down using like Gematria, whatever, and then they take cues from that and that his actions, his words, his tweets, are broken down and then they become a kind of call to action. This guy is a sitting president who repeatedly said, I he basically had repeatedly implied 
that he would not agree to a peaceful transfer of power. And we like just didn't take that shit seriously because it's a white person saying this. Because this is a white American saying this. Because this is a white American male saying this. If that would have been Barack Obama, if a, Barack Obama would have done 1% of what we have witnessed Donald Trump do, and <laughs> and I'm not, I, there's a part of me that's like wanting to, to hedge it and say, you know, and I'm not trying to play, play the race card, but fuck that. And fuck you if you think, if you're at this point in time still thinking in that way. Absolutely, this is a race issue. Donald Trump's existence and the fact that he was elected was a race issue. All of this stems from the fear that white Americans who had been ingratiated with the ideology that white is right and white is supreme and white is infallible when they saw a black man and a black family move into the White House and they called him all sorts of N-words and monkeys and, and showed up to his inauguration holding nooses. Those are the same guys. Those are the same people that stormed the Capitol. Okay, I repeat, the same people that showed up to the inauguration of Barack Obama holding nooses and signs calling him the N-word and calling him a monkey and, and who backed the Tea Party and backed the birtherism. Those people didn't just dissolve for the eight years that that Barack Obama was president. They, they Their hate festered within them and stewed. And then they came out in droves to support and in support of a man who spoke directly to their fear, to their hatred, to their putrid, disgusting souls. And now we are seeing the results of that. If you were ever under the impression that nothing like this could ever happen in the United States, and we all, we all were. I mean, we have been complacent for four years. Even people who kept saying like, dude, this guy's like, he, he, he's talking to Nazis. He's a white supremacist. He emboldens white supremacists these dog whistling to there's there was still a part of our brains that just kind of thought that but regardless of all of this we would still kind of you know we would be okay because this is america and somehow because of the simple fact that this is america it kind of somehow means that we are immune to the bullshit we are not immune to the bullshit if it can happen Anywhere in this world, it can happen here. I'll tell you again, we watched this. Let's backtrack to COVID. Let's backtrack to Game of Thrones, actually. I remember in Game of Thrones where everybody knew that there was like an impending like zombie apocalypse heading towards them, right? And yet in Westeros, these people still were arguing politics and bullshit. The same thing happened with COVID. When we watched what happened with China, we watched them have the lockdown and all of that happened. Like, like a virus isn't fucking contagious. We just thought, okay, like, but that's just what's happening over there. And that would never happen here. And now look at where we are. Okay. So when we see insurrectionists storm, you know, capital buildings of other countries, we just go, well, okay, that's happening there, but we are somehow immune. If it can happen anywhere in this world, because you're dealing with human beings, 
it can happen in the United States. And it has happened and it is happening. We are in the process of, of the happening. We are in the process of the happening. I'm going to speak to white supremacy as a, as a psychological issue that has blinded the eyes to many Americans. The reason why we didn't think that such a thing could happen in this country is because of the program of white supremacy. You are taught from childhood, from birth. You are ingratiated with the ideology, with the idea that that kind of behavior, the kind of behavior that we, we witness on international television on Wednesday, January 6, 2021, we have been programmed, white America has been programmed to believe that that kind of behavior only happens amongst people of color, only happens for, you can only experience that kind of behavior from Middle Easterners, brown people, black people, but never white people, right? And you believe the bullshit that somehow white, the white race was supreme and above it all. And now <laughs> people are shocked, like, oh my God. And now, like, how could this happen? Not only are they shocked that, how could that happen? Now I'm seeing, and, and, I've, and, and I've just been sitting back and just watching the whole thing, just taking it all, and now I'm seeing more and more white people say, if this was a crowd of black people, they wouldn't have even been able to make it to the steps. And that's absolutely right. These are absolutely facts. And I'm glad that eventually, finally, white people are, be, are able to see that. Not only that, this was the same group of people who when black people protested by taking a knee, you said that was disrespectful. It was disrespectful to the flag. It's disrespectful to our veterans. It's disrespectful to take a knee in protest. People have died for blah, blah, whatever the fuck. But time has now shown us that no, it wasn't about the flag. It was that a black man dare consider himself a first-class citizen to exercise his right to protest. That's what they had a problem with. That's the beauty of time. That's the beauty of time. We're so myopic, we're so myopic about how we view life, that we think that everything that we do is only relevant in the period of time that we're in. Once again, I will repeat myself. We are so myopic in how we view time, that we believe, that we think that everything that we do only matters in the period of time that we're in. And that's not how time works. You could say something and do something a year ago, five years ago, and then that thing that you thought was relevant or irrelevant ends up becoming very relevant or irrelevant later on. And so it's a, it's a, it's a movie, right? Like it's a, it's a pre-scripted movie. What you do in the past is almost foreshadows what <laughs> is foreshadows what the future eventually holds so all of those people who came out and argued and said that colin kaepernick who took a knee against white supremacy in police departments right took a knee against police brutality right was trying to bring attention and he did it peacefully right those people that were in that crowd that stormed the capitol called him 
traitor, called him all sorts of names, called him all sorts of N-words, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Then we watched the protests that happened last summer. And mind you, because I keep seeing some idiots bring this up, well, it, well black people when BLM and Antifa were protesting, there was, you know, they were looting and, and nobody said anything about that. First of all, it's the protests that occurred across the world, not the country, across the world were mostly peaceful mostly peaceful right nobody showed up with the intent to kill anybody nobody showed up with bombs nobody showed up with zip ties to take people hostage nobody showed up with nooses at least nobody on the blm or antifa side and mind you people keep the reason why we even know about antifa is because of Donald Trump, he decided to villainize Antifa. I don't know shit about Antifa, or I didn't know shit about Antifa until Donald Trump. Guess what Antifa stands for? Antifa means anti-fascist. So this is an organization or a loose, loose organization that are loosely organized, or people who stand behind the idea that they are against fascism, which Trump happens to be a fucking fascist. He's a fascist. He's a fascist. So if you are against fascism, if you are against a Mussolini, if you are against uh, Adolf Hitler, right, then you are also an anti-fascist, okay? Not that I'm condoning the, the looting that happened, but bear in mind, and I, and, I, and I spoke about this on my podcast, find the episode called On George Floyd. It's on there. So this is all out there for anybody to listen to. My life has been cataloged through my podcast, my thoughts and my ideas, and I'm very honest. I'm very straightforward, so there's no backtracking here. Um, the majority of people who went out and protested did it peacefully, but there was also some weird things happening where police officers were even reported, like reporting that there were bricks that were staged. Like, and the same thing happened in Hong Kong. Like people were in, it was almost like they were trying to encourage people to be more violent. And the protesters who were there said, said that people were bussing bus in with the, ex, with the express intent to cause as much damage as possible and take away from the message of the people who were protesting the death, the unwrongful death and killing, the merciless killing of an unarmed, another yet another unarmed black man. Okay, so not the same thing. Yeah, the looting that happened and the burning that happened that happened at night, mind you, um, and that appears to be instigated, appeared to be instigated by outside forces. Some people said that there, there, it might have been, you know, these protests were infiltrated. There were, there, there's countless of evidence of people who were there at the actual protests who said like it started out peaceful and then people showed up to make it, you know, violent or to instigate violent. And then there's countless videos of people during these protests trying to stop the violent instigators, right? Try walking around with videos, filming them, right? So, and, and these people who were breaking windows and things of that nature were covered up and they were communicating with each other and it was very organized, right? They, were, they had walkie-talkies and radios and it was very organized. They were dressed exactly the same way. Uh, the fact that I have to sit down and break this down is just insane after everything that's happened, but that's fine. I, I'm willing to do that. That's, that's what this podcast does, okay? So, but ultimately what it came down to was that people were 
protesting a legit injustice, a continuous injustice, by the way, that keeps happening in this country, a serious injustice that keeps happening in this country. Now, to compare that to what we saw on Wednesday, January the 6th, it's just, you're just, if you're doing that, you just, you deserve a punch in the dick. And I know it's mostly men that are doing this, so that, yeah, you, you deserve a punch in the dick, okay? Um, because on the opposite end, the people who stormed the Capitol did so because a sore loser lost an election, a fair election, where the courts, 64, 63 court cases lost, 63 court cases lost in Republican courthouses, okay? They threw out all the cases and and when the lawyers were asked, when, when Trump slash Republican lawyers were asked, is this a fraud case in the court while they were under oath, all of the lawyers kept saying, no, no, it's not a fraud case. So they knew that it wasn't, it wasn't fraud. And so for the last, like what, November, December, January, two months, you have a guy willfully lying and then caught on tape lying. First of all, first of all, willfully lying. Let me backtrack. Willfully lying about, quote, election fraud. Then you catch this motherfucker on tape telling a Republican governor, I believe it was a governor in Georgia, to find him 11,700 votes. So he accuses and accused the Democrats and accused Joe Biden of, ha of, of committing fraud. And then he calls a Republican governor and asks him repeatedly to commit fraud. He tells his followers that I need money to fight fraud, but then in the small print, it actually says that he's keeping the money. Okay, so all of that is happening, right? All of that is happening. And then he so lures all these people using Twitter to lure, and, and not just Twitter, actually, using the RNC um, and other sort of Republican organizations to raise money and robocall these people and tell them to gather together on January 6th to essentially commit sedation. I mean, that's what that is. If, if you know in your heart, and by that video, uh, that, that has been circulating with a voice recording where you know, he even says like, well, it's my opinion that there, you know, fraud was uh, committed. Uh, I, I have heard that fraud ha was committed. And he's saying this in January. So he's full of shit. So he knew, he knew this. He knew that there was no fraud committed. And he, he went on international television. We have Iranian Khomeini, laughing at us, mocking us. You have the Chinese laughing at us, mocking us. The Russians obviously laughing at us, Palestinians, Iraqis, like all of, all of these countries laughing at us. And he goes on international tel television and tells the whole entire world that we are a shithole country, basically. Like he repeatedly compares us to his previous analogies on his Twitter, his previous analogies of shithole countries. He calls America a third world country, calls America a banana republic. This is a guy that's supposed to be, quote, a patriot? This guy, this walking, festering piece of shit guy, this guy, this guy, this guy is a patriot. 
willfully deceiving people, then he gets he gets there and he tells his, his people, his crowd, full of people that he knows are cops, full of people that he knows are veterans that have military training, and he rallies his troops. He rallies his troops. And I, and I think of Caesar and how he was popular with the veterans, and this is why the senator kind of feared him. Rallied his troops, tells them, I will be there at your side to go to the Capitol. And then disappears to go hide in this bunker. bunker. And then we pivot to the pavilion at the Capitol. You see people on the front lawn with nooses, with gallows, with zip ties, with bombs, talking about chanting, hang Mike Pence, talking about heads will roll, talking about we're going to take back our country. They believed his lie because the president of the United States told them. It's not just, oh, some Q, you know, conspiracy. It's not just that, okay? A sitting president legitimized, is that a word? Legitimized. It's not funny. I just, I can't even think right now. I'm so like heated. And that's what I, I what I didn't want to do was record an episode in the midst of my anger from Wednesday, but clearly it hasn't abated. His, his position legitimized his lies to those people. Once again, his position legitimized his lies to those people. It's funny because this asshole acts like because 74 million people voted for him, he has an army of 74 million strong. Okay? Looking back at the elections throughout the years, millions of people just choose candidates. Period. You had 60, what, 6 million people voted for Hillary, that doesn't mean 66 million people are part of Hillary's army. You have 80 plus million people voted for Joe Biden. It doesn't mean that 80 plus million people are willing to take up arms and die for Joe Biden. You had 62 million people that voted for Mitt Romney and he lost. It doesn't mean that people like a vote doesn't mean I'm willing to take up arms and fucking go and like, I'm not a fucking soldier. I'm a citizen. Okay, but in his head, in his sick and twisted, disgusting, diseased head, yes, and I know my previous episodes have been about, you know, not being critical and not being emotional and all that, but this is the time for that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to have an emotional reaction to like something goofy, you know, that happens in my day-to-day life and things not going my way. But when uh, a, a, a treasonous, insurrectionist, mob storms the capital of a country I call my home and I've called my home for 25 years. Right? I'm an immigrant. I'm and I'm, I'm a Nigerian American. My family gave up everything to seek solace here in this country. America is a bastion. It is a bastion of democracy for the rest of the world. This is where we all look to. And to watch one piece of festering shit, a piece of shit, a turd, a breathing turd, destroy, attempt to destroy this country and all that it stands for and all that it represents because of his fail and fragile ego. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to drop some F-bombs. 
this is something that you do get angry and you do get heated and you do get upset about. It's warranted. It's not that I broke my nail. <laughs> okay? Treason, sedition, it's warranted. And to see that the members of his party are trying to downplay this and they're trying to shift the conversation to I've lost follows on Twitter. They need to go to jail. It's not funny. They need to go to jail. Other people... There, there are immigrants like me who came to this country and are having post-traumatic stress disorder because they're seeing what they, they gave up everything, what they gave up everything for. Okay, I am the first generation myself in this country of my family. That means if, you, if, you, if I did a DNA test, okay, the majority of my ancestors were firmly rooted in another continent and we picked up for the first time in my lineage, we picked up and we came here to, to put new roots here. After tens, tens of thousands of years, came here to give that up, okay? Because of the failure of my country's democracy. Only to come here and watch this toxic asshole attempt to destroy that. And I'm not the only one. There are millions of immigrants who are feeling the exact same way today. America is supposed to be better. There's no, they're not, and I love this country, all my heart. There's no, there, there are very few places in this country, in this world rather, if any, that are quite like this country. I mean, it's America. Yes, America isn't perfect, but you know what? Of all the countries in, in the entire world, there's no play I, there's nowhere I would, I would rather live than here because it's just yes we're not perfect you don't have to be perfect to be great America has always been great we are not perfect but we're working towards it we're working towards it at least we're trying you know this isn't China you know like this isn't Russia this isn't Iraq this is America. Like, say the word and, and think of how that makes you feel when you just say it, like it's America. And then look at what happened. People destroyed the Capitol, went in there literally, literally defecated. They shit in the Capitol building. They took a shit in the Capitol building. That makes me angry. It should make you angry too. Angry. And for anybody that's calling for these people to be, you know, let's, let's just heal, you're insane. If you don't make a person like Donald Trump and the people who enabled him face the consequences of their actions, then what is stopping them from doing this again? Case in point, on Tuesday, Almost a week to the date of the storming of the Capitol. Trump is going to Alamo, Texas. He is not going to the site of the Battle of Alamo. That's two on the nose. He is going to Alamo, Texas. Supposedly for a photo op with the border wall that he built. But as I stated, this asshole communicates in code to his supporters. He's been silenced on Twitter. Okay. Which side note, 
there's some people who are saying, oh, this is uh, big tech overreach. I can't believe they took him off Twitter. This is censorship. Fuck you. Fuck you twice, okay? It, this is not the battle that you want to be, that you, this is not the hill that you should be trying to die on as far as a big tech and censorship bullshit is concerned. First of all, don't talk about the First Amendment because what the First Amendment does is it protects you from the government, not the other way around. It protects American people from the government, as in you could say whatever the fuck you want, right? Within reason, of course, within reason, which, um, side note, uh, inciting violence and sedition and treason is, is outside of reason, okay? Um, and then the government won't throw you, will not be able to throw you in jail. Congress shall pass no laws that inhibit your speech, right? So that's what keeps us from becoming a country like China, where you have Jack Ma, who's try, who spoke out against the Chinese Communist Party, and now he's like laying low and hiding for his life, for criticizing the government, okay? So when you sign in, when you sign up for a social media app, yeah, you're giving a terms of service agreement that obviously nobody reads, but in there, it says you can't go around inciting violence, okay? Amongst other things, okay? And bear in mind that for the last four years, that Trump has done that, and Twitter kept letting this motherfucker slide. He has repeatedly violated, repeatedly violated, repeatedly violated the terms of service agreements, and for some reason, they allowed him to be above the law because he was a head of state. And then they started putting the little disclaimers on his tweet. Then they started deleting his tweet. And then finally they had to take him off. Okay, I'm an artist. I paint. If I post a painting, just a painting of some, some a topless woman that I've, that I've painted. Okay, it's not a real topless person. It's a painting of nipples, of female nipples. Got to be female. Um, they will suppress my shit. And if I keep doing it, eventually they will pull my shit off. Okay. It is what it is, okay? Um, we are all subject to their terms of service agreement, okay? And I'm sorry, but Trump has had many strikes. But more importantly, more importantly, shit's fucking dangerous now. It's not like he was just like taunting people. He was, he, okay. When it happened on Wednesday, I, I was there play by play watching everything. I was supposed to be painting and then this all happened and so I stopped everything and I was like, scrolling through Twitter like a fiend, okay? And um, when it happened, the first speech that this dude gave was essentially saying very calmly, like smirking, he was laughing. He was like, duper is delight. He was trying to hide his glee. He was basically like, okay, guys, I love you. Um, you know, this is not how, basically saying this is not who we are. This is not how we act. Um, this is what the other side does. Don't don't act like this. Go home. We love you, right? This is after somebody had gotten shot in the fucking neck, um, and then eventually dying, right? One of his followers. Um, but he's smiling, grinning. He thinks this shit's funny. Um, and then afterwards, the second video he put out, or the second tweet. I'm not, I wasn't sure if it was a tweet or a video he put out. I think, I think it was a video. But the second media bit that he put out 
was, and it was recorded, he didn't address the nation, he didn't talk to reporters, he, he recorded the video and then put it out like a fucking coward that he is. He was like essentially saying, this is what you get when you try to take something I want from me. Like that's what legitimately he said. And of course then that got deleted and then he got banned from Twitter. So to, so to, to see this chain of events, and then be like, oh, this is censorship. Just shut the fuck up, put yourself in the dick and keep it moving. Because that's not censorship. He has, the last four years plus, he, this guy has not been censored. It's consequence. And not only that, it's out of a genuine concern. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, we're in it. It's happening. It hasn't happened. That's just the beginning. It is happening. This guy decides to step back to where I was going. He is now going to Alamo, Texas on Tuesday, less than a week, if not. I'm surprised he didn't do it right on the week, unless he wants something else to happen on Wednesday to Alamo, Texas. He's not going to go to San Antonio where the Alamo, um, the Battle of the Alamo, Alamo actually happened. Um, please Google Battle of the Alamo and read about it on Wikipedia. Um, it didn't say he's going to Alamo, Texas. He's talking to his followers. I guarantee you these idiots are like, oh, he wants us to re remember the Alamo. It's not done. They keep saying it's not done. They have been threatening on Parlor. It's not done. They're saying that last Wednesday was just the beginning. He said at the end of one of his videos, when, when, when after all this was, uh, it was a video, after all this was said and done, he put out a video basically bullshitting addressing his followers he said you know it was supposed to be like his quote concession speech but then at the end he said this is not this is only the beginning and he doesn't he doesn't say in the video you know uh i, I accept the biden you know administration he said there will be a new administration and then his followers were saying because he said there will be a new administration and this is not over they took that to be code to mean that um, he's going to declare martial law or something like something, some crazy shit that you can't even think about. And that, that Biden will not be sworn in on the 20th. This, this is how they think. This is how they think. This is how they think. So now he's going to Alamo, which is basically because he's been banned off Twitter, he can't tell them and he won't face the reporter so he's just planning a trip to the Alamo and essentially what you need to understand is that he's telling his people through the, the location of the trip that he's taking to, to, to remember the Alamo now do with that what you will at FBI but if that, that, if that isn't a, a fucking if that's not a brow raise for you I don't know what is if that's not a brow raise for you, I don't know what is. You have people who have sworn, people who support him, who have sworn that Joe Biden will never be president. This is what these people are saying. I started this, this episode about race. And I said that the indoctrination by of white people with the ideology of white supremacy is what is blinding white people to what is happening right now. Wake the fuck up. The media has made a mistake of categorizing Donald Trump as some kind of clown. Some sort of greedy mob boss failure. Stop under stop underestimating him. You can be all of that. You can be a grifter, you can be a, a scammer, you can be a mob boss. 
But all of those things that I listed only apply or should only have been dismissed, I guess, or taken at face value, whatever you want to call it, when he had no power, when he had no command of a group of people who, for some reason, seemed to be willing to literally die for this guy, okay? Now that he has power, he has become something else. He has become that and more. He has become a fascist dictator, and he has explicitly told you what his intents his intent is. He wants a second term and he's willing to do anything in order to make that happen. This guy does not joke, he does not play. Yes, he lies, but when he does tell the truth, it's pretty straightforward. He just says it. People are downplaying the visuals of having a, a, a insurrectionist mob attacking the Capitol building because when it's pink-skinned people doing it, I guess it's not as fucking scary. I don't know why the idea of watching a, a, a Trump supporter walking through the halls of the Capitol holding a Confederate flag isn't jarring to you, isn't annoy, not aggravating to you. It should be. He wasn't carrying an American flag. He's telling you what he wants. That that version of what America should have been to in his mind, a confederacy where white is supreme and blacks are slaves. He feels superior because of the color of his skin. And if you are watching and have watched all that has happened and somehow still think that these people aren't incapable of the same terrorist behavior, attacks, that we have witnessed happen in other countries throughout the years that, that happen to be dominated by people of color, you need to pause and reevaluate re your whole entire perspective because you are being blinded by white supremacy as well. People are incapable of seeing what Trump is, is able, capable of and willing to do simply because this is a white guy. And somehow in our minds, we still sort of our, and I'm, and I'm using that term loosely because I don't believe this, but as a person of color, as a person of color, we, we warned you guys. Black people have been trying to warn you guys. When Trump, I'm sorry, when Barack Obama got elected, I listened to white people tell me that racism was now somehow over Because we now had a black president and black people try to tell you no, 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 no. This is not, and that's not how racism works. And you guys didn't listen. And then black people came out and we tried to tell you that white supremacists have infiltrated for, for decades now, have infiltrated the police department. We try to tell you, look at these pictures of these cops holding up Trump flags alongside um, 
Nazi flags and, and throwing up white power signs. We try to tell you, hey, these police officers are white supremacists and white America ignored us, right? Because there's a part of your brain that doesn't want to believe that white people are capable of being deplorable pieces of shit. And when white people were chanting Blue Lives Matter and calling Colin Kaepernick all sorts of names, we try to warn you to say, like, they don't give a fuck about cop lives. These people don't give a fuck about cop lives. They're just taking the opposing stance because they don't want black people. They're okay with black people dying. They're okay with police brutality so long as it's black people and brown people on the receiving ends because the oppression, the systemic oppression of people of color means that they continue to reign supreme. We warned you. You ignored us. Now everybody's up in arms like, oh my God, those people were going to like actually lynch lawmakers. Uh, yeah, that, that's what they fucking do. That's what they do. That's on brand for them. So black people are now telling you, again, the shit isn't over. These people are fucking crazy. They are facing no consequences. There are no serious consequences. They're going to keep doing this shit because they too are blinded by the disease of white supremacy. They are privileged. And they express the privilege. Thousands of people were there. Thousands of people stormed the Capitol and only a few hundred, if that, have been arrested. If that, I'm, I'm, I'm over generalizing the amount of people that have been arrested. Okay, so that means that there are thousands of people out there who went there with the intent to harm and kill. Imagine they would have actually gotten a hold of the Senate senators. You think they would have just sat there and had a nice comp? They just, they just, the cops opened the door and let them in. So in their minds, in their collective minds, they know that, oh, the cops are on our side. So if the cops are on your side, if you think that the cops are on your side, let's say they would have gotten to the chamber, what do you think they would have done to Nancy Pelosi? Given her hugs, sat there and talked? That those pictures of those lawmakers huddled with their heads down and the Secret Service with their guns drawn held up at the door. What, what do you think would have happened if somehow they would have breached wherever it was that they were hiding? What do you think they would have done to Mike Pence? We would have sat there and watched a terrorist hostage standoff. And Trump told the National Guard to stand down. They, he, he refused to send them in. You don't think that this was what he wanted? Are you guys paying attention? Martin Luther King said that he prayed for a day when a man would be judged, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of his character. I started this podcast talking about how you need time. You need time to be able to understand the relevance of certain things. See, when he gave that speech, 
We all thought he meant judging a black person, not because of their skin, but by who they are. But what that has now come to mean is seeing a person for who they are, despite the color of their skin. Those people acted like terrorists. Call them what they are. Trump incited a mob in order to attempt a coup. Him and, 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 and Ted Cruz and Hawley and Rudy Giuliani, all of them are complicit. Call it what it is. If it helps, maybe you have to pretend that these people are people of color, but you treat them accordingly. You apply the law to them because you keep letting these people off the hook. They're just going to grow bolder. What is stopping them from doing something worse? The only thing that saved us from seeing something horrible, a different reality, a different history played out, play out on Wednesday was just sheer fucking luck. Sheer luck and quick thinking. People were taking pictures of the the people the 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 writers when they went into the the Senate um meeting place, whatever the official terminology is called, there were laptops still open. Like people were in the middle of typing something. That's how quickly they were evacuated. If it wasn't a serious threat to their lives, why were guns drawn? Why were they evacuated that quickly? And once again, what the fuck do you think would have happened? These people were on parlor, on Facebook, writing letters, notes, posts to their family saying I'm not coming back on January 6th. What the fuck do you think could have all all history had to do honestly is just something had to go one just only one thing had to go wrong. And we would have been having a whole different conversation. They would have slaughtered slaughtered those people. Don't think that they wouldn't have simply because of the color of their skin. Those lawmakers were just lucky. Just luck. The only thing that separated us from seeing something truly fucked up happen on Wednesday was sheer dumb fucking luck. I'm telling you as a person of color who is capable of seeing people for what they are. I am not blinded by white supremacy. Thank God. Thank the gods. I see people for what they are, despite the color of their skin. And I'm telling you right now, Trump intended for those people to go in and kill the vice president. These are fucking facts. He cheered them on. He gassed them up. That's what he wanted in his heart. This guy, there is an interview that he did with Barbara Walters. And in the interview, Hitler is just randomly brought up. Apparently one of his friends bought him a book on Hitler's speeches. This was back in the like early 90s, late 80s. And 
Barbara Walters just kind of casually brought it up and he was like, oh, it's just a friend bought me the book. Why the fuck would a friend buy you a book on Hitler? Like, I, a friend who knows that I love art is going to buy me a book on classical artists, right? Because my friend understands that I like a certain thing. A friend isn't just going to randomly buy you a fucking book on Hitler unless he knows you're a fucking Nazi. Like, come on. Let's all put two and two to fucking gather. He emboldened white supremacists back in Charlottesville and said there were fine people on both sides because he's a fucking Nazi. I don't give a shit if his daughter is married to a Jewish person. He's a fucking Nazi. There's some argument that Hitler himself was part Jewish. Doesn't mean he wasn't a fucking Nazi. To say, oh, he was just a business person, he can't be a, fa a fascist, Hitler was an artist. He still somehow managed to be a fucking Nazi. <laughs> I'm not laughing because this is funny. I'm laughing because I'm angry. This is ridiculous. I don't want this country to run out of luck. I didn't have, I didn't leave everything that I know to come to this country that I love. I love this country. I, I, I don't get passionate about a lot of things. I'm generally a pretty calm person, especially as I've gotten older. But yo, open your fucking eyes. It's, before it's too late, open your fucking eyes. and Open your eyes. We have a Nazi that is president of this country right now. He has repeatedly said he will not agree to a peaceful transition of power. He has said he is not attending the inauguration. Okay. This whole, he's a business person. He's a grifter. He's a this, he's a that. None of that shit flies. Fuck who he is in the past. Hitler was an artist. See him for what he is now. This guy is a fascist. He will, he is ready, willing, and able to attempt another coup. He has nothing to lose. It's funny because I started, I think a couple of years ago, I, I recorded, I think I started this podcast <laughs> with that episode called, uh, no, 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 it was, it was called, no, no, I didn't start this podcast with an episode called No Karma for Donald Trump, but there is an episode on this podcast called No Karma for Donald Trump. And at the time I was just like, I mean, even if he did get arrested or whatever, like he still lived this life, like you know, he's lived his life. It is what it is. But here's the point. I, I, I now go back and I don't, I'm not the kind of person to live in regret. I don't, and I don't regret what I said because obviously uh, none of this shit had happened at the time. But what I, I, I can now say is I don't care if he's 80 years old or almost 80 years old. He needs to go. Like now, like immediately, like with extreme prejudice, he needs to go. Okay. Fuck fuck karma, fuck, you know, uh, for unity and all of that. No, 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 no. The people who showed up at the Capitol, they don't want unity. They are okay with fascism. They are okay with seeing everything that our ancestors. have suffered and died for. Our predecessors, I guess is more appropriate because um, my ancestors aren't from here, but our predecessors and, and veterans have suffered and died for. They are okay with completely destroying them. 
destroying all of that. Destroying it. They shit in the Capitol building. I don't know. They might as well have wiped. They, they would have wiped their ass with the U.S. Constitution if it meant that their president would get a second term, if not serve for life, and then have Don Jr. and Eric Jr. and then Ivanka just keep fucking... Like, they're, they are okay with that. Don't believe me? Do a search. Stumble down their side of Twitter. They're still, their tweets are still out there. These people are fucking saying that Putin is actually the good guy. These are what these people think. So I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not speaking to Republicans who are looking at all this and thinking, what the fuck? Because there are a lot of Republicans that are looking at this and thinking, what the fuck? I'm speaking about the Trump supporters who were chanting destroy the GOP. They don't consider themselves members of the GOP. They consider themselves MAGA Trump supporters. Fuck those people. You can't, there's no, there's no making peace with these people. They don't want peace. They, they planted bombs at the RNC and the DNC and intended to detonate. They showed up with bombs at the Capitol building. They showed up with zip ties, intent to take Hostages, hostages, pretend these people are, if it helps you visualize what you need to do, maybe pretend these people are people of color. Or more importantly, apply the law to them. The way you apply the law to people of color. Because the double standard that's, that's, that's pervasive throughout this country is not, is not helping this country. It's how we got to this point right now. It is what has been the festering postule in the heart of this country. What makes this country great is our diversity, is that you have people, immigrants, this country was built by Immigrants and natives, people of color, equally, together. I remember being taught America was a melting pot. Right? That's what made us great. We have to preserve this. This isn't over. Trump said this isn't over. The next, what, 10 days are going to be really fucking long. And then after that, unless serious consequences, I mean, like serious consequences are enacted, like we could lose our great country and what it stands for. We could literally implode. I don't want to see that happen. Not here. Not anywhere. Not anywhere. But definitely not here. Wake up.